0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Up podcast. I am coming to you as I am every week from the road, in a car, generally in transit. Um, This week, I am in Los Angeles. It is uh, the morning still, I guess. No, I think we're in the afternoon. I've been up since 6 a.m., and it's already been a long day. Did a whole radio show. Um, And then I went and did uh, some voiceover because I'm the voice, big announcement, of Bravo TV's reboot of the Blind Date series. Blind Date was a dating show that was on in the early 2000s. I used to love watching it. It featured like a a bunch of cartoons. It's like pop-up video for dating shows. And it would like make commentary with cartoons and like stuff about the dates and make fun of the dates it would always have a guy being like awkward moment in three two one and then someone would be like fart or whatever um and so I'm the voice of that show and with me today are um my two friends Andrew Colin, and Emil Joaquim who you know from last week's episode yeah dude Was that last week that you were... No, two weeks ago, Emil was on. So if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know Emil. He's been on the podcast twice already. This is his third appearance. And we're driving down now. Um, They just came with me to my voiceover recording for Blind Date and uh, wrote jokes with me as I recorded. And um, Emil, how was that experience for you?
0: It was great. It was super cool. They had really nice water. Uh, Loved it.
1: Yeah, it was... You go into these like recording studio places and they have these little bungalows where you go and um, there's a sound engineer and then you go in a private booth and you read voiceover and then they, and everyone talks in like sweet, like dulcet tones. Like it's so calming there. I felt like I was walking into a spa. Andrew, what was it like for you?
2: Uh, You know, like how Tom Petty used to record. I just felt loose in there back to my Florida roots like Petty.
1: And um did did were you working or were recording anything? Uh yeah.
2: I mean I don't know if you saw but I stepped out for a minute and uh recorded my first E P ATC takes over LA X.
1: Oh wow so ATC being you, Andrew uh Todd Colin, is that right? Ticklecock. Ticklecock Colin. I think it's legal, Sorry. What is it's that? It's on
0: his birth certificate. It's ticklecock Colin.
1: Yeah, he's he's gone he goes by a bunch of names, but ATC takes on LAX. Yeah. Okay. And now this is a rap album?
2: It's rap folk.
1: Okay, can you um I hear there's like the first track is about Terminal B? It is. Yeah, and can you give us a little sample of that, a little freestyle?
2: Sure. Uh, you might see me in Terminal B hanging out with ATC. I'm talking about me, that's me, not in terminal, see?
1: Wait a second, okay, a great, great track, by the way. Thank you for giving us that sneak preview.
0: People love rappers with southern accents. I heard that's like the new <laughs> I
1: mean, it is. He's really doing the, um... Old Town Road kind of vibe I thought it was a rap album But apparently it, it took a big country turn uh, The only hang up I have about those lyrics are Is that you're hanging out with ATC and But you are ATC So you're hanging out with yourself Well
2: I covered that in the next line I said
1: It's just me with yeah, me
2: Yeah it's me with me Sometimes you're just hanging out with yourself And that's enough And that's what I want to get across Because when you're at the airport and you're alone That could be the loneliest place on earth But when you're with yourself that's all you need <laughs> And Starbucks or Chick-fil-A that, That's all you need, really
1: a- I really love that this voice is still going, too Like, even when you describe the songs What were you saying?
2: It's a pro-public
0: masturbation song That Andy's <laughs> trying to push He said Chick-fil-A, Starbucks He's just trying to push that it's like, okay If you see him out in public, just jerking it. He's like, guys, yeah. it's cool, it's self-love
1: Lucky That's what he's really talking about He's talking about him being with himself um, sexually <laughs> well,
2: It's open It's open to interpretation
1: <laughs> As much music is Thank you Andrew Collin So um, yeah we had uh, We're in LA Andrew's staying at an Airbnb By himself Really like stepping up in the world You used to be crashing on couches What made you made this decision to really like get your own place
2: um, You pay me and it finally accumulated just enough for me to have shelter.
1: <laughs> great answer. Great, great answer. Have you had to, like, are you staying with someone or is it your own pad? It's my own pad. It's
2: kind of in a place that shakes a lot because it's underneath a highway and it scares me. And uh, but overall, I think, you know, me and the bed bugs are hanging out.
1: There's no bed bugs Don't don't even now. say that There are now He says um, You once called me Because you thought That you gave me bed bugs Do you remember that day?
2: Dude it was I was really scared I thought that was The end of our friendship
1: And it kind of was You don't realize That things had ch- ch- have changed After that
2: Oh no I realized Pretty quickly <laughs> uh, I. It's funny Because like I, I thought My roommate found a bed bug In her bed But it's very Her room is actually Very far away from my room Because I live in a Railroad apartment and I didn't know if the bugs got to my bed. And uh, and, I, and I slept over at your place a lot looking after your dogs. And I thought maybe I brought the bugs over there. And uh, I made that phone call and I stepped up. Because I could have just lied and you never would have known.
1: Right. Um, had I gotten bed bugs, I probably wouldn't have rushed right to blame you even though you were sleeping in my bed. Kind of every weekend taking care of my dogs when I was on the road before I uh, started bringing you out. Um, but how did I react?
2: I mean, surprisingly, not even surprisingly, that's fucked up to say that But you were very cool about it Like way cooler than I got like You're like, yeah, well if they happen, they happen Like, I don't know, you were like I've never seen you more cool Or heard you more
1: cool Thank you, thank you, yeah, I was pretty zen about it I was just like, what are you gonna do? And I mean, that's what I feel like a lot of times in life Is just like, okay, let's deal with this now I think it was meditating a lot at the time Which is speaks to Meditating right now I'm not I just had a good Cry in the car before we got started On this podcast sometimes you Just need to cry and by the way it wasn't a good cry It was like The kind of orgasm you have it's like It was like a I really need to wail Girls you know what I'm talking about when you need to Just like sob and um, You just can't let it out so I just Feel like I just kind of jerked off In front of both of you but like didn't get to come All over you
0: yeah, it was impressive to show just, like, like, a little bit of tears. Like, you teased us with it, and yeah. then it just kind of cut off, and we are like, oh, she's back to the sociopath ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, we don't even want to talk about that. I mean, last week on the show, um, if you heard last week's show, Daniel Sloss was on and posed the question about uh, if you uh, the the riddle to find out if you're a sociopath or not, and I passed with Flying Colors. And, um, cause I instantly knew if you want to know again, the riddle is a girl goes to her dad's funeral and she meets a distant family friend who she is in love with instantly. She falls in love with this guy that she meets. I know it's her dad's funeral, but like sparks are flying. So she leaves the, the funerals over and days pass and she doesn't hear from the guy. So she murders her sister. Why? And if you answered because if she murders her sister Then the guy will go to her sister's funeral And she'll get to see him again You're a sociopath Not really but like that's a question that Sociopaths definitely answer that to But if you answer it doesn't mean You definitely are one But
0: you also need, like, a low resting heart rate, which Nikki's two for two
1: on. <laughs> so. We made that one up. There's a couple things that I've said since revealing I'm a sociopath that Emil has alerted me to might um, further <laughs> enforce that. But, yeah, I posed the question to you, and you didn't get it.
0: No, I w- but now that I heard it again, I was like, I'm an idiot. I should totally be, like, an easy—like, I- that's an easy one for anyone.
1: Yeah. It, it's not easy though It's You have to have um, zero empathy And enjoy torturing animals In your spare time Did I just say that? Guys, wait, Is what? Who three? said that? No, I didn't say that, that the voices? Can you imagine if it came out That me, vegan, advocate And like People who preach so much Usually are doing the worst thing So it, you could look at me and go She's probably abusing animals in her spare time right. Which of course I do not Or do I? You're pre- but I don't <laughs> Or have I? No, I've not. Ne- I've never. But that is of the mark of one.
0: You're just saving animals so that there's more for you to fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do not kill pigs and eat pigs, because I want to fucking burn them <laughs> with cigarettes. What a d- insane person. Um, does sound fun. Just kidding. A uh, meal. Joaquim is who is with us You can follow him on Instagram, Emil Joaquim uh, He's uh, 21 He is our favorite person Andrew and I met him on the road And he just is in LA on an internship That he blew off today to come hang out with us
0: Yeah, yeah. I was I blew off restocking kitchens And it was worth it It was totally worth it Don't do internships ever
1: Don't do them He's unpaid There's no um, He could just call in sick because they're not paying him And it's that's freeing though Andrew, have you ever done an internship?
2: Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I worked for my dad and uh, filing at his cancer place, at his office. And uh, we would, um, it would be very, I'm hypochondriac, so I would see all these cancer patients, and I did not like it.
1: Yeah, um, last night you guys went to a premiere party, very exciting. Um, Rami Youssef's... Um, new hbo special premiere party how was that
2: um you know it's when when i come out to la every time i come out here it just i become more and more involved in the entertainment industry in a sense that i will um probably have a star on the walk of fame probably by my third visit from now
1: And did you make any connections last night? Any powerful um, Hollywood execs uh, take interest in you, notice you from across the room? Were you wearing your new outfit? Andrew got a new outfit um, over three weeks ago, and he hasn't washed it yet. It's just a black denim jacket, which he claims only he has thought to wear with some light jeans, right? I mean, this is...
2: That's correct. It's my new outfit that I got 11 days ago at Levi's for 50% off. And uh, I've been wearing it every day, and I do. I feel like things are changing for me, especially last night. A lot of execs came up to me. They go, what are you wearing? And I said, uh, Levi's. And they said, wow, we want to sign you to Paramount.
1: No one said that, and this podcast has fallen off the rails. We've done a lot of fun things here in L.A. since uh, all being together. It's so funny that we come to L.A. and we just hang out with everyone who's not from L.A. I mean, Amelia, you're from Indiana. Well, you live in Indiana now. You, you're still in college. You have one more year to go.
0: Yeah, I live in southern Indiana, which is, like, not what you're supposed to do when you're any type of ethnicity. Yeah. So it's not great.
1: Tell us what you are.
0: I'm Lebanese, but I come off as just anything. Like, people just don't really read it they just are like you're something i probably shouldn't like (laughs) like
1: you have amazing eyelashes what serum do you use
0: people always would make fun of me they'd say i wore eyeliner what is it what's the eyeliner eyeliner or the long lashes
1: i would love to do your eye makeup because you guys he has the he has like girl like if girls try to get their eyes to look like yours when they do makeup yeah that's so awesome yeah it's really it really is an advantage because most men could be benefit from some mascara and you don't need it. But if I did, can I put mascara on you?
0: I would let you, yeah. Right now? Right now? I would really like oh, to. No. Let's just
1: see what you're capable of. <laughs> okay. I'll let you remove it. <laughs> <Okay>. You <laughs> Is this good radio? Well, even, yeah. yeah, this
0: is a good visual for
1: people. No. Um I'll get it out while I ask you about um I have my little makeup bag. Um you're going to get pink eye, by the way. Is that okay with you?
0: Yeah, I've gotten it so many times. No.
1: Okay, no. cool. You Well, once you get it, it's like yeah. you just have it forever. That's not true about pink eye. But um, what if you did get some awful eye disease and it, and there's like no way that I could, you I, I couldn't be like, it could have been your makeup. You know, like it's only this that you put in your eye. My
0: eyelashes
1: fall off. Um, I'm just going to do one side, okay? And just let's just see the magic that happens. How do I take it off though? Okay, maybe you don't okay so i'm putting it on okay blink blink oh my god it's like not doing anything because you already have too much we're in a parked car on the side of the road is not driving amila you're gonna hit that thing just kidding he's totally parked oh my god it's so good
0: oh my god i'm terrified to see it it's
1: so good oh it's it's going up girls do you ever dream of putting <laughs> oh my god it's oh, popping no. dude it looks it looks worse
0: than the other eye like significantly you can tell
1: no it looks better you is you the mean, problem like wait should, look at <laughs> me
2: look at me <laughs> <laughs> you can barely tell because you have such thick eye eyelashes
1: what are you eating
2: you have like very um what do you look like caterpillar not caterpillars it's nice
1: yeah, it's a good look. Girls, it's so fun to put makeup on boys because then they look like girls. And we always have to look like boys when we don't have makeup on. So honestly, Emil, you don't need to take it off. It's not noticeable. this
0: started a trend for me where I just did this before every show now? Like, this is just the new me. Just one eye, though. I think I could...
1: I think one eye mascara guys doing one eye mascara is kind of masculine it's like taking control over like indulging but not too much like I just want one eye I'm gonna fuck with you
0: yeah it's like I know your pain like I'll show you with. it's the one eye I wink with like that's what I wink at you with that one so it's a little more catching it's like does he hold on did he just wink at me with extra long lashes
1: you look like you have on you know like the two masks that are like drama and tragedy like your (laughs) face is that
2: they're both drama (laughs) they're both drama
1: <laughs> um, if you're wondering I'm using wet and wild mega length Mascara on a meal It's my favorite mascara It costs like $2.99 Girls listen up Wet and wild mega length It's light purple and long um, You guys met I took um, Emil and Andrew the other night To the comedy store in Los Angeles I had a set on a charity show I do these charity shows all the time And um, I get there And I haven't researched the charity at all So I have to kind of pretend That I know what they do By also finding out what they do I I always intend to read up on it On the way there and I always forget Because I like get distracted with Instagram But um yeah I walked another and usually I'm pretty honest I'm like sorry You guys I didn't look into this The other night I tried to lie my way out of it like I love what you guys do and like anyway it is a good foundation it's called the ufc no that's not it i was not trying to be funny just then i swear to god it's called the imc uh look it up great organization they like are doctors without borders um in a barnes and noble world uh like cage fighters without
2: cages they're what they're like cage fighters without cages
1: exactly exactly (laughs) Um, so I did this charity show But David Keckner, Who you might know from The Office A whammy Champ A whammy Champ from um, Old School uh, no. no Anchorman Anchorman, that's right And what else is he on? He's from The
3: Office The Office,
1: the office. Um, And I know him from other stuff too Even before that Somebody. But he is um, so nice And he was emceeing the event And I brought um, Andrew and Emil backstage and no one knew who they were or anticipated them being there. And not and people on the the lineup don't like bring their friends, but I did and I can. And he was he, he could have been so like annoyed that you guys were there because I had to go on stage and like leave him alone with you. But apparently I went on stage and you guys like hung out for t- 30 minutes talking to him. What was that like meeting David Koechner?
2: It was it was a surreal experience. I do love Anchorman. I grew up on Anchorman. I feel like I got a lot of my chops from him. Um, also this is my I don't want to throw him under the bus or whatever but he was complaining that the audience didn't like him that much and I do feel like if you're not doing great on stage you'll bond with anyone as a comic like at least I will like if I'm not doing well I'll look for anyone to like talk about it with yeah yeah talk about it with or treat me like I'm special like just give me something
1: yes Yeah. that's a really good point I'm sure he was feeling vulnerable back there being like I I just like didn't do so well (laughs) because we've all been there and all you want if he would have just been sitting there alone it could have been bad for him so thank god you guys were yeah, there yeah. as his emotional support what was the highlight of it for you emil or any anything to tell us about it
0: he hosted which was like inspirational i was like man no matter what you do you can always still host a comedy yeah, show yeah. don't ever think you're past hosting <laughs>
1: oh yeah he was he was hosting and he was the biggest name on the bill arguably well definitely actually and um and he had boots made out of we we all liked his boots. It looked like some kind of animal skin, it, it, like some kind of take on a, a a crocodile or something. And it ended up being an Amazon creature from the depths of the Amazon River that is half fish, half alligator. And it's called, I don't even know what it's called, but he pulled this creature up on his phone and he had boots made out of it.
2: Yeah. And he had an outfit. He had rings. He was not dressed anywhere like i ever thought he would and exactly how i thought he would be dressed
1: that's a really weird. good point
2: it was weird like and he like he looked so masculine while wearing the most like a like a flamboyant cowboy shirt I don't know. Like he dressed like. Sometimes I'm worried. Like, oh, people are gonna look at me and like judge me. And like he wore the most absurd outfit. I didn't judge him for a second. I just, if anything, I thought he was even cooler.
1: Agreed, agreed. So that was pretty cool for them. Typical night for me, you know. Always (laughs) rubbing elbows with stars of.
0: Dudes and
1: cowboys. Yeah, dudes dudes and cowboy, but famous people that were in movies that you don't really know their name if you were. Beg to come up with it but once you see him You go you're that guy yeah. I've known A lot of you're that guys and, but he's More than a year of that guy David Koechner Is like truly I was just blown away by how Funny he was he was just like making fun of you guys In the, in a funny way and you were doing it back And he was loving it he was Just watching a bunch of uh, dudes like Kind of bro out you know um, Also we went and got massages Yesterday uh, Emil's second Massage in his life we got Full body Thai massages I just can't do massages anymore. They make me feel too vulnerable. I'm being touched when I'm naked, which feels nice. But then I fall asleep and I wake up being touched by a strange man. And it always throws me for a loop. And I always get nervous and kind of like tense up. And then I kind of go through some weird, you know, micro trauma of like, oh, no, where am I? And then a man's touching me. And then you're done with it. And they slap you a bunch because that's the Thai massage style. They get out a lot of aggression. They spanked you? They kind of go,
0: I didn't get any of that.
1: They slap you. Yeah, they always do. I don't know why they didn't to you. I was like maybe they were just, they were just Maybe like, they oh, just do that to me. That <laughs> me. Maybe that's they're maybe like, they just hate me. This is part of it. But they slap you and then they're then you have to like put on your clothes and you're like oily. I just I don't think I'll ever do it again. I think foot massages are the way to go or they come to me and then they leave. I don't like this hookup where I go to his place. And then I have to leave. I want to like crawl back into bed right after it's over. That makes sense, right?
2: Yeah. But you didn't, you've gotten that before since I've known you and you didn't enjoy it.
1: I know. I have to, I don't know. There's something about massages for me that I always think I want it. And then I do it and I'm like, that wasn't great. I just feel kind of used and I feel like I need more. I need a, a happy ending is what I need. And, um, Was there a fear in you yesterday that at this Thai massage place, she might go for it, Andrew?
2: No fear whatsoever. And if it happened, I would take it like a champion. And you would hear me breathe heavy, and we would be closer for it.
1: Yeah, I could hear everything.
0: It was all curtains. curtains. Like, we could hear every movement, and I was afraid. The whole time, I was just trying to make... Like subtle movements To her That like I, I'm not one of those guys Like I don't want that yes. Because how thin All the walls were
1: Right You didn't even Want to have to deal right. With like having to say it Out loud right. Because I would have heard it Because I was within Like three feet right. of you um, At one point you said She did touch your balls
0: She did touch my balls And she giggled And went sorry Like really quietly And I was like
1: It was accidental
0: It was hopefully accidental It would be weird If she just like Flicked one Just to be like hey, Bitch like
1: <laughs> But isn't she used to balls I mean do you have Like low hanging balls
0: No Oh, but she was really in the thighs Like okay. she went really up there yeah. Where I was like What do you expect By the time You know what I mean You're you're way up there You gotta know You're Happened You're gonna stumble upon something like,
1: Yeah she has a, Oh sorry Like yeah. I, time I uh,
2: was getting a massage And I was naked And the sheet was down Below my ass You know And I farted In my sleep And my reaction Was to cover my own ass With the sheet <laughs> <laughs> And I just covered my own ass and I said sorry. And she's like, it it was just a natural reaction. It was so funny, dude. Yeah,
1: I I don't understand that of like you wake up from a fart and then you just panic and just do something stupid like cover your own ass with your sheet. Which doesn't make any sense. I
2: Dutch oven myself.
1: Yeah, you just didn't want anyone else to suffer. That's actually kind of nice.
4: Loft
0: it back into your ass
2: cheeks. Speaking of farts, I can fart right now.
1: No one wants that. Oh, I thought for the show... For, no, we're in an enclosed car. I have to go edit my special. I'm dreading it deeply. I'm going to sit and watch myself. It's the first edit of my Netflix special that I is due to Netflix in like two hours. And I have to watch myself and go over it. And I just don't want to do it. You guys have heard me complain about this. But Andrew and I are reading a new book where you face your fears. So, okay. If you're scared about something... Andrew and I have both read one chapter of one book called The Tools by who? Uh,
2: Phillips uh, Phil Stutz.
1: Stutz. Phil Stutz. The Tools is the name of the book. And we've only read like one chapter of it. You know when you read a self-help book and you're like, I get it. You know? So that's us with this book. And it is uh, what you do when you're scared of something is you imagine the worst case scenario and then you go, bring it on. Fucking bring it. Okay, so I'm going to go into that edit booth And I'm going to hate everything I see And I'm going to think my jokes aren't funny And I'm going to panic and not want to release it Because I just am not funny enough Bring it I can handle that I've handled worse shit in my life And now guess what By saying that And by entertaining the idea of the worst case scenario um, That's not going to happen Most of the time the worst case scenario doesn't happen So now I'll be able to handle whatever happens in there I mean, what am I going to go in that edit booth And get raped Bring it I mean, that actually is the worst case scenario for what that would happen in that booth.
2: I don't know. The the director's cute.
1: (laughs) How dare you? Um, yeah, I'm about to have to look at myself for two hours, just not in the mood for it. And, um, what else do I have to say about this? You guys get it. Um... We got massages Do we do anything else of note in LA over our stay? It's been a fun week I go to Houston tomorrow It's going to be very exciting Be at the Houston Improv Friday, Saturday, Sunday Two shows, or no, sorry Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week I've been to Houston before Last time I was there was right after the floods And um, remember the Houston had terrible, terrible floods?
2: Yeah, I do I do remember that, uh, yeah, and I,
1: I yeah yeah that was... I, I um it was right after the floods, and an animal rescue place contacted me and was like, oh we're gonna we're also gonna be in Houston, we're driving out from l a and um, and they had no money to stay, so I put them up in a hotel, and then I did a charity show for them on a Thursday night and raised like seven to eight thousand dollars. It was something like that for animals, and then also on that Sunday. I went and spent time at a shelter with, like, sad dogs. And I got to say, I like throwing money at things more than getting in there and doing them. And that's a thing I have to face about myself. Volunteering for me is very hard because it's... I, I don't like to wait for people to tell me what to do. I just want to do it. And I feel like it's a lot of, like, you have to have patience to volunteer. And I, I'm i making excuses. Volunteering so good. But, like, I feel like I'm working hard enough to earn money to then... Give it towards people who volunteer Is that weird? Do you guys volunteer Emil?
0: I have But it's good what you do because you, you need both You need people that donate money and then the volunteers So you're doing the other part of it that a lot of people can't do
1: But I also feel that I know That one of the th- ways to like be less depressed And anxious is to like Give and to like actually give your time And focus on others And I feel like volunteering would be helpful for me It always just reminds me of Columbine Because stay with me one time there was a, a day of service in my high school, freshman year, and we all had to go to a um, Goodwill or Salvation Army or something and like sort clothes or load stuff. And that was the day Columbine happened. So honestly, volunteering for me is like really triggering and I can't do it.
2: I mean, look, if that's your excuse, then you're a pussy.
1: <laughs> do you volunteer?
2: <laughs> Every day. I go to the shelter and I... Shut
1: up. What Have you really ever volunteered in your life? Uh, No, I would not. have have one time. Community Um, service doesn't count. Yeah, community Uh, service doesn't count.
2: I did it with my football team. We would go and we'd cut down trees. That's pretty much... I don't know if that's... What's
1: right. the nicest thing you've done for someone without them asking recently? And I'll pose this question to all of us. And I honestly have to think about my own answer. That's a hard question, and it should be easier. It should answer. be easier to answer, and it is a hard question. Probably last um, night. Okay, so what did you do last night?
2: I had a meal, come to the party, and I gave him an amazing introduction to a comedian that he really looks up to that might help him in the future, and I don't feel like he owes me anything back except for $35 or some shit. But no, he really owes me nothing, and it felt good. And it felt, and it felt like selfless
1: Okay and how I wonder whose idea it was for you to bring A meal to that party
2: uh, It was um, just my Own intellect and my own uh, And you said something about
1: Yeah I might have said Andrew you have A plus one at the party right and I'm sitting Next to him and a meal at lunch And I keep look going like nodding At a meal like take him Take him to the party And he's just like yeah I'm going and I'm like okay well you're, You should take a meal Okay. And then Emil was like, oh, "I don't need to go. I, I, I pro- that's a good Emil. That's a really I good. Th- I, I mean, I don't, I don't need to go. And I."
2: Boy that lost his dog.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah and I'm wondering. Wait, what were you about to say?
2: No, I, I was gonna. I know this sounds ridiculous, and now saying it out loud sounds absurd. But I was gonna bring you. I was offering you the plus one, because. But then. Me I,
1: being me, not yeah, Emil.
2: Yeah, you being Nikki. So you were my plus one in my mind. That's why I didn't invite a meal. But if you even think about three days before that, I had a meal come to a show of mine and introduce them to someone else without you mentioning anything. Yes. So,
1: okay, that's a good
0: well, good point. I, I also try to avoid getting invited because I no one wa- the worst kid is the one that's like, oh, I'd love to go. Like just butts in and be like, oh, you have a you're yeah. going to that. Like that's the worst person. Yeah,
1: ever. you would never be that person right. though. Ever. I'm ever. Ever.
2: That's true, I guess. It gets you invited by not being that person. And then I know you're not going to be a dickhead once we get there. Even though you were a little bit, mean, totally like.
1: Fire. There's no <laughs> way that a meal is ever gonna blow, like blow it for you. At a, you're never gonna be the center no. of attention. You're never gonna get too drunk. You're just a, in your 21. Like these are things that you should be. You should be annoying. Right. You should be a little over eager. Um, maybe a little bit more so. But honestly, things seem to be working out for you with the temperament that you do have.
0: I think so. And last night, I got Andrew like a lot of the appetizers. Like I pointed him towards them. Like I flagged down the guys. Oh like,
1: yeah, you hate. have to take care of Andrew yeah. like a lot when you're with him. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah. know, I um, I appreciate that you noticed that, that he like forgets to eat. He yeah. won't know where bathrooms are. Yeah. He he needs a lot of caretaking and a meal. I'm glad that you covered that for him. I had
0: a child leash on his arm, like in the airports when you see like a little kid that has ADD and the mom's yeah. like yanking him. That's what I was doing with like food. Like I would put Cheerios on the ground, <laughs> like leading Andrew to the bathrooms yeah. and everything. It was great.
1: He saw Cassie David and just started d- running for her. <laughs> Cassie David, your dream girl. I mean, since I've known Andrew, I've always been like, who I always like to ask guys Like of any celebrity chick That they could have Like who's their dream girl And he always said Cassie David (laughs) Yes you did dude Yes you did I've mentioned I
2: think Cassie David's Very cute before And she dated Pete But she was not My number one crush I mean she's not Even a celebrity
1: Yeah but you You said that though I remember you Saying that to me Out of everyone You were like I really think that You know Cassie David and I Would really get along And really strike up A really nice time You said something To that effect there was a part of you that because she had been with Pete, I think you maybe had like an, you thought you had an in cause you do comedy or something. <laughs> Just the way I feel about Chris Evans with Jenny Slate. He dated Jenny Slate. So I'm like, Oh, at least he likes funny girls. Like I maybe have a shot, you know? So there's nothing wrong with it. But did you get a chance to talk to Larry David's daughter?
2: No, but, uh, we were in line at the, at the, uh, getting drinks and she cut me. <laughs> And then she realized she was cutting me. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, is this the line? And that's when I realized she's the one.
1: Did you say anything to her?
2: I go, yeah, it's back there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You covered your ass with a sheet? (laughs) Guys, let's get to the first clip of the show. Lizzie Cooperman was in studio Monday with Chase Bernstein. Such a funny, fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. We're talking about relationships, because what else do I like to talk about? Not much. Actually, yeah, no, that's about it. Uh, Lizzie Cooperman, Chase Bernstein on Monday's show, live from L.A. If sex eventually kind of goes away when you age with someone, like 70-year-olds aren't, like, wanting to throw each other's, like, bang each other all the time right, and have this yeah. lust. Yeah. And if I want to be with someone that long into my old age, if it's going to go anyway, why not just start off like that. Yeah, I mean, like, really, like, if, so there are all these things that I question over and over, but you're right. Like
5: you just no, make a decision, and either way, you're gonna beat yourself up. You have to enjoy your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
5: All you have you have to make decisions that allow you to enjoy it and but- be in it and feel like you're like an active participant. And I feel like when you sign up for a relationship that you're not totally invested in, you're choosing to be like a passive observer in your own life. It's almost like you could separate from yourself and have like a drone view Mm -hmm. of the relationship you should be feeling it and in it and inspired I know yeah Yeah, I feel the same way
1: in the search for an apartment like Mm. I part of me wants to just find one get it because I'm moving August 1st and I just haven't found a place yet and I put an offer on one I'm not buying but I put a rental offer on one And got rejected. Like, I thought I was like, I thought they were going to accept it. It was like where I was going to, I was asking for less rent, but I was going to pay like six months up front. Like, how could they pass it up? Right. And so I was like in my mind moving there. And then they said no. And they're, they're not moving, they're not budging on the money. And, um... And now it's opened up a world of possibilities where I'm like, oh, now I can go anywhere. Like, now I'm thinking about maybe I'll move back to LA. Like, I'm just going anywhere now. And I was locked into that before. Mm -hmm. And that kind of scares me, though. It's because you make these decisions and then your life just goes in that direction. I mean, I have done this continually of like visiting places. Like I moved to New York because I had one good weekend there and everyone was like, you should move back. And I'm like, okay.
5: That's so funny. I I, and
1: I moved. I went back to LA and but, to have lunch with Lizzie yeah. and I'm like, I'm moving to New York. And she's like, what? And I'm like, right. yeah, I just had a good weekend. And that's what I did in college. I was yeah. going to school at University of Col- Colorado. I uh, for spring break I went to visit my high school friends at University of Kansas. That weekend they won the fu- they were in the they got into the final four like and it's a huge basketball school. So the town was in- it was the best time I've ever had uh, in my life was that weekend at University of Kansas and it never even was close to as good as that when I transferred because of that weekend. Like you know I was oh like God. I'm going to go back cuz Trans- every weekend's going to and I transferred there wow. and I completed school there based on that one and it was a, a you know just a, a flippant right. decision that I made. I was like, I had fun. I want to, I want. I'm not happy at Colorado. I had right. like a bad week. Right. And it was all done so um, last minute and haphazardly. But then it said, I mean, my life would be so
5: different if I didn't make that like right, right, that call. I don't know. There's you went where it felt good, where you felt like there was heat around but it.
1: Then yeah, but then there are decisions like shoes that you're like, would those change <laughs> the course of my life? Does it really? Because yeah. I kept
5: doing that about my na like
1: right before my special I was like, my nails look like shit. I chose this like sparkly thing to put on the top of a white nail and it looked like it was chipping off and I was freaked, the day of I was like, I have to get my nail color done and I was like, is someone gonna watch my special and see my nails and yeah. be like, we shouldn't give her a movie role or like, <laughs> what, Like, is this really gonna impact my life? I and I was like, maybe.
5: Like- yeah. The thing is every decision makes, a di- because yeah. Chase wouldn't have lost sleep over that, you know what I mean? I it's yeah. like every decision does make a difference but it re- it's all about consciousness me. yeah that's mm-hmm. why I'm
1: so indecisive because I'm like this is gonna change my life it's not like oh this could change my life everything you decide changes your life even if it's in a small way I remember one time I was th- and, and that's it blew my mind when I realized that I was in um New Orleans with my ex-boyfriend and we were we had just gone to dinner and I was like I want to go put five hundred dollars on roulette table. Like I just I've never gambled in my life. That's about as much money as someone my age would have spent at this point anyway. And I've never gambled. I'm like, let's just do it. I don't like gambling. I just want a one and done and I'm willing to lose yeah. it. Let's go. So I was like, we were so excited because I was it's so much money to put on like a double it or lose all of it. And I'm like, But I'm willing to let it go. So we're walking there and I stopped to fix my shoe because like my shoe, we were walking to the casino and he goes, Because you're stopping to fix your shoe right now, it's gonna <sighs> be a different outcome than if you didn't. And I was like, "Oh, whoa, well, he's like, it's just, this is the way it is. Like, wow. when you get up to the table, it's gonna be different because every little step, yeah. because this car's passing in front of us, I'm gonna yeah. get there. And yeah. then that's what made me realize, the, I know it's like the butterfly effect and everyone knows this, but it's just, those kind of little moments change everything. Yeah, yeah. And Did you win? It freaks me out. Mm, yes, I did. And then I took it to the black, I I, won, I ended up walking away with like $1,500 that night, so I tripled it. That's amazing. It was awesome, all because of my shoes. So yeah. it comes back to the yeah. shoes, guys. You've got to choose shoes <laughs> that need fixing. Right. That was Monday's show. We're back in the car. Um, it's the next day from the top of the show. So um, we, but it's the same, uh, the same assembly of people in this car. We got Emile meal, Andrew Colin. This time we're driving to LAX. I'm fly, flying to Houston. Um, it's early in the morning. Uh, Emil, do you still have, how'd you get that makeup off? I haven't even followed up with you about this.
0: I genuinely can't tell if it's still on or not. I don't know if it's waterproof. I went into Wendy's bathroom and I just just threw water on one side of my face.
1: That's not going to work. I know my mascara and it is, it, one of the tubes that I have, I have two of the same. So one of them is definitely waterproof and it's a nightmare to get off. You should have just left it on, but did it come off?
0: I don't, I think. But
1: did it like streak when you tried to get it off? Like,
0: that's what I was worried about because there was no mirror in the Wendy's bathroom so I was worried I would throw water on my face and then just walk out and I wouldn't be able to see that like one side it just looked
1: like I was girls crying. listening have you have girls know that okay I ha- if it's a waterproof mascara girls you know what I'm talking about like it just is sticky and it will like smudge and it'll get under your eye and you can't get that smudge off because it's so permanent I think that's probably what you dealt with but honestly there's no re- residue and this is the next day And you really didn't wipe it at all You usually need makeup remover wipes To get that off
6: Yeah Or I just
0: put it on the other eye also And now it balances it out
1: Oh my god you If you think you're dropping me off At the airport without me Doing both eyes You're insane Because We got a little bit more to I want to do eyeliner on you too God Seriously guys listening Just put Put mascara on once And see if your girlfriend realizes it Like to Go to her makeup bag Put on mascara, and then when you and then like go to dinner with her. That would be a fun like video to like prank series or not prank series, but like just to have a like see if girls notice. Andrew, have you ever worn makeup? Can I please put makeup on you this weekend? You let me do anything. Of
2: course, you put makeup on me one time on the airplane. Remember, and then one time I was so drunk. It was in I was in de- in Panama City spring break in college, and I got so fucked up during the day that I hung out with these random girls from Purdue University and they put full makeup on me. Like full, like, and then my buddies came home and they're like, what the fuck? Like I got blacked out drunk and allowed four women to
1: make The problem with women putting makeup on guys is that they overdo it sometimes and it turns into like a drag thing but if you do like really yeah. good makeup on a guy it's gonna be I'm gonna do it on Andrew and I'll take a picture and share it on my story for sure no, I, um, I have a sty now in my eye that I believe I got from Julian yesterday I, I, uh, later on in the podcast you'll hear a clip from Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor who were in studio with me and Andrew yesterday and Julian had a sty in his eye I don't think styes are contagious dude
2: I read about it there's a toss up in the medical community right now they don't know if they it is or isn't but they have a good feeling that it could be
1: okay so maybe how did you (laughs) there's just no way i feel like it mentally you were thinking about styes and then like gave yourself one because i just you didn't touch him enough did you like touch him
2: i hugged i i hugged him and i and i i i was next to him in the final picture i remember i don't know i mean if i could just imagine though if he had a sty. And then I had the capability to get so stressed out that I made a sty.
1: That's That's what I'm saying. That's like
2: magical shit.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm not kidding you. I have given myself things before just from stress. And, like, I've made things go away. I famously, on this show, have talked about the time where I felt myself getting a cold sore, which I've only had one in my whole life, which was, like, 15 years ago. And then I felt one coming on... um, last July and I had to film roast battle for five days and I felt a fucking massive one coming like and I researched it and my friend saw it she was like what's going on in your lip and I was like holy shit and I was and then I researched it all the evidence said that it was at a stage where like it's gonna blister it's gonna go through the stages of cold sore and you can't get out of it it's gonna be a whopper and then I decided that I didn't have time I my car was coming to get me to like go to the shoot And I had five days in a row of shooting. So it was just going to get progressively worse on TV. And I had had like 20 minutes until the car came to get me. No, it was like an hour and I was like, I could go to urgent care and get something. I don't even know what you do for a cold sore. I've never treated one Or I could go get, you see them at Walgreens, like the patches or whatever. And then I was like, that's all so stressful. I'm going to just sit and meditate and just convince myself that it's gone. And I'm going to tell this cold sore, like you're done, you're done. And I literally sat there for 20 minutes, closed my eyes and did TM, transcendental meditation, and I thought about my cold sore and I focused on it and I just told it, you're done. You're not gonna you're not gonna blister, you're not gonna go any further than this. And I'm not joking you guys, every Google search I said Google search I made said this is a non-negotiable, it's gonna happen and the fucking thing went away and never got worse and disappeared. And maybe it wasn't a cold sore, but it, like, there were no pictures that was like, maybe it's not. It was. It definitely was. And it went away. So your mental ability to, like, bring things on and, um, make that get rid of them is so vast you don't even know. And I'm not saying you can cure cancer by thinking it away, but, like, can't. I mean, Stress causes so many ailments, physical ailments. You guys have heard me talk about this shit all the time, but I just want to say that I like meditated a cold sore away, and I would bet my life on it that that's what made it go away. Like I know it sounds crazy, but it worked. Well, I'm gonna
2: tr- I'm gonna try to meditate the sty away.
1: I'm um, gonna sorry. meditate it back on. I'm gonna make it get worse. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus so hard. I'm gonna Matilda your sty into um, erupting while you're on stage one time, dude. I had pink eye in Atlanta at the Funny Farm. It was this club that used to be in like an arcade. It and was half arcade. Though,
2: it was so bad.
1: No wait, what?
2: It was so bad. It was obvious. Like no, so from-
1: well, no. I I got pink eye in one eye because the night before I was opening for Chris Porter and um, me, Chris Porter and the club owner. We got like one of those cards that they give you to go to the arcade for free because it's like in the building, and we went and played skee ball, and. Watch out! Wash your hands in an arcade because kids with poop on their hands are like everywhere. And so I got ping eye in one eye, and I'm not joking you. It comes on so fast. I was on stage the next night, and I'm like, guys, this isn't good. Like it was close. It was nearly close up. While I was on stage, it infected the other eye, and I. That's how fast ping eye comes on. I walked off 20 minutes later, and I was like fully pussy eyed, pussy eyed. <laughs> My eyes did look like little pussies. They were like closed and like dripping. It was disgusting, um, and that's my pink eye story. But yeah, it comes on can I fast. Show
2: you something pretty incredible. What? What meditation did to me? What? Look at my thumb,
1: dude. That's what I'm saying. Your wart can go away with your. His wart is gone. I'm not joking you. <laughs> That's my wart went away too by that. I don't know if it's from meditation. No, it's not from meditation, but it's from. It could be.
2: I don't know. All I know. It's
1: something happened in your body that made his wart is completely gone, and that thing was a rager.
2: David Waterfield. Is it not the other
1: hand? (laughs) David Waterfield. Um, Yeah. Is it the other? Let's see the other thumb. Oh my God! I miss it. I just
0: wanted to see how stumpy the other thumb was
1: too. Uh, <laughs> oh guys we gotta get to Tuesday's show um, Greg Fitzsimmons was on He is my favorite uh, If you don't listen to Fitzdog Radio It's a great podcast Just go through the episodes and pick a comedian you like And um, listen to him sit down with comedians He's just like honest Doesn't it, it, There's no BS He's not kissing anyone's ass It's just great conversation It's real He's like really inspired me So if you like this podcast you're gonna love Fitz Dog Radio um, he didn't ask me f- to say that, but it truly is one of my favorite podcasts. So Greg Fitzsimmons, um, who, by the way, one t- the best story about Greg Fitzsimmons is one time um, uh, someone called the club that he was working at to ask um, who was working, and they were like, uh, or, or no, someone, yeah, someone at a club told him that they were working the box office, and someone had called earlier that day, and goes. Yeah who's, who's performing tonight And the guy goes uh, It's Greg Fitzsimmons And he goes Grapefruit Simmons <laughs> It's so Grapefruit Simmons um, He gave me a shirt That has um, him as a grapefruit That someone made With grapefruit That was really nice He brought me a gift Also shout out to um, God what is her name There's another girl I'm so sorry. You know who you are. You're listening right now. She always gives me the best gifts. I get a lot of gifts from fans, and I got to say that sometimes they don't hit the mark, and I appreciate it, but I'm just like, I'm like, I don't really need this or want this, but I always appreciate it, always, and I make sure it finds a good home, but if you know me, you know I don't like stuff, so but this girl always nails it she gave me this really cute little glass tray once that says weed on it so it just like is for your it's like a well it's a ash tray i guess for weed but it just is cool and then she gave me a shirt that has that was made at etsy that has all the fleabag you know guys you guys know bag's like my favorite show but it has like all these fleabag cartoons on it it's really well done it's so cute so thank you for that shirt what why was i saying that um I forget Oh people get Yeah he gave me a shirt This bitch gave me a shirt Sorry I called you a bitch You know I say that lovingly She wrote a really nice card Um, So anyway I just appreciate the fans And um, Andrew I know you appreciate your fans
2: Uh, Yeah Jeff Dave Lindsay (laughs) And Samantha
1: Whenever Andrew and I do a live Instagram story Or whenever he's doing one Let me just say last week we were headed to the airport After a week of shows and he is in the car talking on an instagram story and they were instagram live sorry yeah instagram live and he is doing there's 17 people watching and you were talking like hey man my fans and i go he doesn't love you guys and then we realized like you could love all your fans because 17 people isn't that hard to like memorize that many people and like have deep relationships with them so i was like oh maybe you do love all your fans
2: I definitely feel like it's always about quality over quantity. Unlike you, who has so many fans that you don't even like 90% of them. But I love...
1: That's not true. And I don't have that many fans. <laughs> I have a small fan base as well. And people that like me, I'm always like, oh, my God, thank you. Emil. what about your fans? You have a lot of fans, Emil. I got to say, whenever I posted pictures of you, there are a lot of girls sliding in being like, what's his deal? How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, You know, I'm just grateful and, you know, so happy to be here.
1: Emil Joaquim, if you want to follow him, E-M-I-L-W-A-K-I-M. Andrew Collin is Andrew T. Collin. Both, uh, you don't really do much on Instagram. You're more You're Snapchatting because that's what, that's what, Emil is 21 and he taught us that no one communicates via text when they're 21. It's all Snapchat. I didn't know that. Maybe you did if you're a parent.
0: I can't post as much on Instagram though because I'll lose people now. I'm not... I don't have the fans to post all the time. People are like, I don't want to see you that much. Like
1: No, we want m- – Emil. we want content from you. <laughs> Emil is a hilarious stand-up comedian, by the way. He's really young, and he if you're a comedian listening, um, you should be threatened by him because he's way funnier than he should be at his age, and he's going to probably eclipse all of you and me someday. That's why I get in early. I find these guys that are funny early, and then when they get a sitcom someday, I get to play – the wacky drunk neighbor who's like trying to bang them. And everyone's like, ha ha ha, that woman, she could never. And I'm like, oh, all right, thanks. Um, Okay, so getting into Wednesday's episode, Greg Fitzsimmons was there and um, who else? Oh, Carlisle Forrester, queen of Squirt Nation. I really recommend following Carlisle Forrester on Instagram too. She is the thirstiest bitch I've ever seen in my life. She posts bikini shots all the time. She's a really funny comedian. But it's all just sexy pictures And her story is really funny Like she's one of these Chicks that can balance being super hot And unapologetic about it And also funny about it And she's fucking nuts dude She's nuts And so funny And so honest So Carlisle Forrester Is a great follow on Instagram And you're gonna hear her And Gripe Fitzsimmons Right now On You Up the Podcast
4: how much feedback do you get from it, though, from people?
1: It's a—I mean, it's a huge career boost. Yeah. Like, it's just—it takes you the, ne- the next level each time. Everyone watches those rows, so I, there's no way I would turn it down. But I do like the amount of time I need to to um, work on the write the jokes, then test out the jokes. Then, um, but so I I hope that uh, you know Whitney and Natasha turn it down quickly, (laughs) so I can so I can get that offer.
4: Do you uh, (laughs) so Do you go to the clubs and do do it like a set?
1: Oh yeah, I take it out there. Yeah, to all, and that's the hard part about it is you never get a really good gauge of this. Is this going to work in the room? There's Mm. never, when I do a Tonight Show set, like, or a a late night set, you run it in front of crowds and you're just like, I just know it's going to be great. Yeah. Last night I was at Cafe Gratitude. Do you know that place? Yeah. Where you order, for those of you who don't know, it's a vegan place. And when you order things on the menu, whatever it is, like, has a name, like, um, I am pure, and you have, to, you have to order and say, I am pure to order a Caesar salad, so pure is Caesar salad, yeah. so and it's so stupid, and then they give you a question of the day, so they you, you order, and then go, okay, the question of the day is, when do you feel you're most confident? And I was at dinner with my two comic friends, Andrew and Emil, and I started off, I took it very seriously, I was like, okay, I'm gonna actually think about this, and I realized the most confident I ever feel is doing The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, because I've and they were like really and I was like yes because I've run that set a million times it's perfect it does there's no way it's not gonna kill it's crushed a million times in front of all these crowds I've been practicing it and then you go up in front of the best crowd in the world in which I could go out there and do nothing and they would and I then would you kill.
4: got and then you got Jimmy over there laughing on top of it it's just
1: a slam dunk no matter yeah, what and, right. and, and it's to, a slam dunk because it's you and Carlile Forster is here hey girl hi everyone no that's not true it's I mean yeah I, I, but I have always put in enough work I know that I right, set it's the a table bad, right
4: doing it over. Over and over again. I, I'm the same way about making love to my wife. Mm. I will masturbate <laughs> furiously. Yes, for weeks, leading up, leading up to in the time. different
1: crowd in front of different crowds.
4: In front, of, in front of different crowds, bus stations, Starbucks. So you know what works. I know it works, and I also know, like, I'll start masturbating and then say, "No, not now." Right. A number of times <laughs> to prepare but for now that. Now, how do you Can I close? I just... How do I close? Yeah. Into my, into my fist. <laughs> Like a monkey, and then throw it at the wall. I'm like Jackson Pollock.
1: Can I just ask you, though, Nikki So, like, you're the most confident, because you've run that set a thousand times. Right. But what does it feel like? Hold on, two though. Two seconds before, like, the music starts, like, Nikki Glazer, you oh, come out. just, I got not... this. I don't give a shit. I got this. I'm... Really? And, but I've gotten there, because I've done it four times now, and I wouldn't have, I don't say that about... When I did Conan and sat on the couch with him, I didn't feel that confident because I don't know what's going to happen because Conan's asking me questions. It's like an interview. I have right. all my jokes lined up as a stand-up set, but it could go off the rails, and I'm not as sure if I do late night on if I do a, a stand-up appearance on Conan or um, what's another one, uh, Seth Meyers or whatever. I don't have the same confidence. Fallon goes out before and talks to the audience and says, "We love her so much. Give her all you have. Like you can't go wrong on yeah. that show." Mm. And then. So I just, its I've only gotten to that place now of like it's, it's the most confident I've felt doing it when I do TV and I know it's a killer set. But what I was going to say is that for the roast, you don't know. Yeah. Be- you, you, there's no way to know because there's no way to practice when Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepard, Edward Norton are all going to be in the room in looking the at room. you. Yeah. So you can't set the stage for that. You can and tell you the also improv crowd.
4: And you don't. Yeah. You don't know uh, who you're following. Like yes. th- the one roast oh, I yeah. did was the Chevy Chase roast. Oh yeah. And I went on, and it was like this is back when it was still like the Friars Club roast on Comedy Central so they invited the friars to sit in the audience and they're a fucking billion years old and it was during the day at the Hilton in New York that's where they always did it and the show was three hours long Mm -hmm. Chevy Chase comes in and wears mirrored sunglasses and won't meet any of us before the show, and I mean, it's oh, like cool. it's Stephen Colbert Ugh. and Al Franken, and he won't shake hands with anybody. You've
1: so you've all worked so hard, yeah. on, to honor him, and he can't. Even right, you're me. honoring him, Ugh.
4: and so and so he sits there and he won't turn and look at us, and so it's set a bad tone in the room yeah. for all these old Jews that are sitting there watching. Well,
1: everyone's watching him to see his reaction right. and how exactly. they can react exactly.
4: Mm-hmm. And so I went on. Uh, in a three-hour show, I went on second to last, oh my God. and the crowd right. was dead. And oh. it was like literally, like, okay, play to the camera, and just assume they're going to sweeten it yes. and post a little yeah. bit, <laughs> which I did, and uh, it, it and didn't. They, it didn't make it on the air. Uh, they could. They cut out half of us. Well, they, they they overbooked to. it, and they cut out half the right. comedians. Oh, that sucks. Yeah,
1: but yeah, you're right. You just have to act as if because you know they'll sweeten it later. But yeah. it's hard to do that when you're bombing.
4: Yeah, yeah, because you're a comic. You're not an actor. Actors can fake that. Yes. Like Jeremy Piven can bomb and pretend he's not bombing every yeah. night.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has <laughs> to. Every night. That's
5: all I've seen him do,
1: actually. <laughs> I think I'm doing a show with him tomorrow. They oh, booked, good for you. They booked uh, uh, J. Dave
5: and uh, Yeah
1: (laughs) That was Wednesday's episode We're back Um, I'm with Andrew Collin now At LAX Going through the line At the United Check-In There is breaking news You guys I um It's just Andrew and I We're just chit-chatting I had no plan of recording Right now But I couldn't wait Because I needed to hear The rest of the story And I wanted to hear it For the first time Um Live So we were talking about um, last night, Andrew sent me a video of him and Andrew Santino hanging out at the improv and they both like uh, like put their tongue. They they pretended they were like doing going down on girls motion. You know, when guys go that they were doing that into the phone and then they sent me a video of it and we were talking about that. And how um, one could, I could put my phone like on my crotch and uh, like whatever, simulate it, stimu- simulate it. And I made that joke. And then we talked about our friend who one time um, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to, when he, when he jerks off sometimes, he'll go through um, dick pics he's been sent and make them the size of his screen and then hold them up to his mouth. <laughs> as he pleasures himself which is hilarious and he um he, yeah so we were talking about that and then Andrew goes I mean I've I've made out with like the the screen before and I go well as like a jo- like he goes I've I've kissed the screen before and I go like yeah, like when you're, like, sending a video to your friends. Like, not as a joke. I mean, like, like but can you imagine, like, really kissing it? And he goes, no, no, man, I really, who was the last one I kissed? Who was the, and he's searching through his brain, the last person he made out with on his phone. Apparently it was who? Halsey. <laughs> okay. Hold on. You, how she long? How long did this last? You kissing your phone, and was there tongue involved?
2: I don't know if there was tongue because I didn't want to get electrocuted. But I, I do know that she, it was a very close-up picture, so it was, there was a lot of lips. And I go, well, why can't I just kiss? Just a little kiss. Just me and her, just hanging out. And then I kiss my phone. I, I don't know. It's like when what I Why do a you kid. feel
1: admitting this right now? Is this like vulnerable for you? Because this is one of the, I, I, sh- Andrew rarely shocks me th- with things he shares, but this is truly shocking me to my core that well, someone would do this. I used to
2: kiss the, a mirror when I was a kid to practice. A mirror who? A mirror cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, a mirror, like a mirror. I know. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. my mom caught me because there were tongue marks all over the mirror. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Okay. So the, as okay. a child Sorry. making, I used to like haunt my pillow and pretend it was a boy. I get that. But, like, that behavior has definitely 100% ceased since I became 15.
2: When I was around 15, I would get porn magazines, and I would, the up-close pictures of the vagina, I would put my penis on it like I was having sex with it. And then now You're such pair. a
1: simple, simple man. So you're making out with... Ho- I, I understand doing yeah, that, too, so when you're
2: 15. I'm doing all these things. And so now I'm older. I'm more mature. So I'm not going to put my dick on my phone like a kid. But,
1: but it, you would, you would if you could.
2: Probably if it was, a, if it's. It, was, I, it I would know, do it for you. I don't think it would. I, yes, maybe, it would. Maybe it would. I haven't tried it. I a haven't. close
1: up, and it's, and honestly, that's more the size that you could like. It is
2: creepier to make out with just a mouth. It's a so mount.
1: weird, dude. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel weird doing that? Do you ever look at yourself and go, "You're making out with a p- video of Halsey right now"?
2: <laughs> Those kids were. What those kids were listening—the same kids that were eyeing your shoes.
1: Oh, they're listening. Oh, we got some kids in line behind us. I, this kid's probably nine, and he, when we first walked, when we first walked into the airport, he eyed my shoes so hard and judged me so hard for my shoes, and I felt insecure by a nine-year-old. Okay, so we're coming back into the um, recording. This is the next day. I had to stop recording the last time that you heard me talking about the kids judging my shoes because I was. Checking my bags, and I wanted to um, be prepared as I walked up to the counter with my documents, and um, so I had to shut off the podcast. So we're back, but it's the next day, guys. This is all over the place. I'm in Houston. I'm in a car again, headed back from radio um, with my opener this weekend. Radu Bondar, he's been on the show before. You've heard him on the podcast before. He's a great comedian. He's opening for us in Houston this weekend. We had a show last night. Andrew Collin is in the back seat. We just did TV and radio. How you feeling, Andrew? Well,
2: you did. I just took notes while you uh while you did your thing
1: I had but- some funny lines like I said two things that I was like that should go in my act At one point they were asking me about if I was offensive or not to people and I was like yeah sometimes something I say is going to make you clutch your pearl necklace and then they go not not certain ones and I was like well if he's dehydrated enough you could clutch it And that is so funny to me that a guy's is around your neck is so thick and like ropey that it's dehydrated that you could actually pick it up and clutch it. And I think yeah. it's funny. It's
2: like chalky.
1: Not chalky, but like thick. Ew, God. I'm so sorry to my listeners. This is disgusting. Radu, you get it.
0: Ropey is so like, that's a good imagery word, you know?
1: Yeah, well that's called, sh- like when guys say they shoot ropes, right? Isn't that like a porn no, thing? it's not a
0: shoot. It's, a, it's maybe a dribble or like a
1: no, but if you're tossing rope, that means you got a lot. That's what is what is it called? Something oh, yeah. tossing rope, Toss and rope rip, is, rip. is that what they say?
0: Tossing rope, uh, pushing rope. That's when it doesn't work.
1: No, but like when guys shoot ropes, and that's a thing. It's called roping. I've never heard that. You've never heard of guy's come being called ropes? Google it right now on your phone.
5: Thing is too close.
1: To ropes say, um, se- semen ropes. I know it's a real thing. I'm not making that up. If I, I, I would be brilliant if I came up with ropes. A rope of cum. Yep, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Boom.
2: A rope of cum, cum spray. Uh, the rope of cum. ejaculate.
1: Ejaculate. Wait, wait. Pull up your phone again. Ejaculate that that possesses the physical properties of rope upon departing the ure- urethral. Your Urethral opening The ejaculate can be re- referred to as a rope of cum Yes, ha! Knew it, so I didn't come up with it can you make a web? I can't believe it, can you make a web? Radu wants to know <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can also make a little um, a, a little bingo stamp if uh, What?
2: If you got bit by a spider and the spider had a hard-on <laughs> <laughs> god
1: Let's get to Wednesday's show Shall we? Um, it is Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor in studio on Wednesday's show, uh, with Andrew Collin too. Um, they were, uh, they do a podcast on Comedy Central, um, which is who does this podcast. It's called Your Two Dads. And these guys are so freaking funny. If you're a dad or you have a dad in your life and they want a hilarious comedy podcast about being a dad, um, that's the one to download, Your Two Dads. This is Sean O'Connor. Did you get anything from the show? You had never met these guys before, and I told you you would love them, and you did, right?
2: Yeah, I got a sty in my eye from Julian.
1: Oh yeah, we covered that earlier but, on the podcast.
2: Um, I, I, you know, they're great. They're so amazingly funny and and nice and kind. And it doesn't, it didn't feel. I don't know. Yeah, it, they're it,
1: both really good guys that are really nice and funny.
2: Yeah, and. Uh, And they both have kids, which is crazy because as a stand up, me having a kid, I think it would die in three days. And it's crazy that they keep it alive.
1: Wait, you told me the other day you do want children.
2: I just, I do. I want, but I need to marry someone very wealthy so we could have a live in nanny and I could cheat on her.
1: Uh, With the nanny? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, listen to um, Andrew's (laughs) upcoming podcast called Your uh, One Father, (laughs) 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 who you don't see that often.
2: (laughs) He's not successful, who lives in the shed out back, and their mother's married to a new person.
1: (laughs) Are you, because your dad cheated on your mom with his secretary, are you more likely to cheat or less likely?
2: That's a good question. I think at first when I first met the first girl I ever dated, I was like, I'm going to marry her. I would never fucking cheat. And then the older I get and I realize that, Oh no, you know, like maybe my mom could have been a little bit annoying. Maybe I will cheat. So I don't know. I think the older I get, the more willing I'd be willing to cheat on my wife.
1: Uh, I love that honest answer, and that takes us into Wednesday's clip. Enjoy it. Sean O'Connor, Julian McCullough, and Andrew Collin in L.A.
3: This is actually, uh, I think this is what I call like a white trash speedball. What I do is I'll have a sugar-free Red Bull and then Reese's. And oh you, my God. You combine the two and you are fucking flying. Really?
1: Yeah, you... What does Reese's have in it that's like going to send you sugar. sugar? It's just yeah. sugar
3: with sugar free. Yeah. I mean, like Basically, I think I'm just having a full Red Bull at that point.
1: Yeah. yeah. But you should just have a Red Bull. You're
6: having yeah. a peanut butter chocolate Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I'm going nuts every day. know I'm so annoying. You know what else with so you know yeah. a white trash speedball is uh, meth and heroin.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so close. Sugar free Red Bull, though, if I have one, I'm instantly, just, like, have the worst gastrointestinal problems From immediately, oh, sugar-free. Oh, sugar-free. Like, if I... Sometimes I have one before I go on stage and the whole time I'm on stage I'm just farting. I can't hold in farts. Wow. Like, my body See- will just not let me even... My body
6: in. doesn't react at all to sugar-free oh, Red God. Bull, which means I'm like garbed, built utter yeah. garbage. Yeah, yeah. or yeah.
3: you're just a full fart.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. It Maybe settles just... my stomach,
6: which is like yeah. the like, yes. yeah. Yeah. opposite sort of yeah. for ADD. I
1: actually feel exactly how you say about your farts, Andrew, which is like, I can't keep them in. Yeah. Like, I don't believe you when mm-hmm. you say that when you fart in front of me. Like you can keep them in. I don't know anyone who just. Because I said to you, you farted in front of but me, and I was like, please remember don't my do asshole. that. Yes, but I'm I with you a... throughout the day, and I'm like, oh, if you met Cassie David, would you? And you had to fart, would you just let one out, and it would squeak as you're shaking her your hand? No, you would hold it in. You would find a way to hold it in.
6: Also, Nikki, I won't... you're famous. He farts before you, not in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am on a knee. Stop <laughs> farting before Nikki. <laughs> she
2: knights me. I've yeah, exactly. uh, no, I, I uh, but you know my butthole. You know it's not a but full
6: hole. So you hole. Can't so hold I butthole anything surgery. And... Wait, no. so your what? butthole yeah. also has a lisp? Damn, yeah. he's. <laughs> Now we know why. He... Is this related to you quitting
1: drinking? You <laughs> had fissures.
2: Probably. It probably is. Yeah, f- one fissure. He's... Okay, you had fissure.
1: You had fissure. Oh. And you had it removed, and now your asshole is just a. Space. Uh, You've never space. even seen it's it. It's a like shadow the black of what hole.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> shadows. So
3: it's just In a whisper shallow. of a butthole. Like just yeah. it's
2: like a.
1: <laughs> so when you fart, it's it doesn't of, even make a noise. It's come back.
2: It's come back, not fully, yeah. but yeah. It no, it fart now. It, I've getting some verbs back, you know. Yeah, you're vibe.
1: getting some enunciation. Yeah, back yeah. in <laughs> your Yeah, <laughs> <answer>. yeah, something <laughs> that. Okay, thank God. But truly, when no. you have to fart, it just comes out. You, For a while, Emily Heller, comedian Emily Heller, claims that she has never held in a fart ever, ever, ever. <laughs> doesn't know how, and I'm like, how have you worked in this business? You can't just go into a pitch meeting at Comedy Central and be farting the whole time during it. <laughs> yeah, I no. have to fart like all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. always holding in farts. Oh
6: man, as soon as you hit like 33, (laughs) you're just farts. Yeah, Yeah. I know. If I have cheese at work,
3: Uh, I I take 30 bathroom breaks just (laughs) all designated for farts. Like my fart zones around me. Do you fart
2: after sex, Long? Uh, I mean, I'm
1: farting oh, 24-7. I No, I have a theory. I have a theory. That, the theory but, it's no. so stupid.
2: Yeah. But, oh, uh, he
1: pitched it to me the other day. Okay, you, Andrew farts a lot after sex, right? Like, I'll have, sex, have he's one have very
2: like- long, intense fart. And Will I, you
1: do it in front of your girlfriend?
2: I have not farted in front of her okay,
1: yet. Okay, look it. You can hold it in front of her. <laughs> I would like the same to be extended to okay,
2: me. Okay, fine. Thank I didn't you. realize you had a problem with it.
1: I, except that I yell at you every time yeah, you fart in front this of me. Yeah, I thought the that was a bit. I it thought itself. it was a bit. Okay, so, <laughs> so what's your theory about post-sex?
2: That lives? I think the v- vagina air gets through my penis, goes oh. into my stomach, through right. my penis hole, through my stomach, out my asshole. Okay, and your I, penis hole
1: is not connected to your just, stomach. Uh, yeah, that is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah I think. W- you, what do you think it is? I
3: think you have to look at a map of a human body <laughs> to see how it works. A map. <laughs> <laughs>
6: What, what else would a you globe? call that?
3: Uh,
6: <laughs> uh, pretty, bo- much, <laughs> pretty much anything else. <laughs>
1: uh, a, map. Is this a map?
6: No, I like that. A map of the you've gone to of Tennessee, Tennessee. You you got to of your The veins are roots. inductive <laughs> and... system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the body is a wonderland, and it comes with a map. <laughs> yeah, just go to the body's exhibit and ask them. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I think it's just like you're jostling a lot of things up down there, and you've probably been holding them in. Um, as... No, he hasn't, actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Problem. But I feel like...
2: It's like an insane Amount every time every
1: time Report. it's just
2: one fart Report it's just one l- no I go in the bathroom oh okay I've See. been called out before I'll turn the sink on and they'll be like was that a fart over a sink you know wow. what I mean like, I think
3: yeah. truly I think yeah. what's happening is if you're having problems coming from a like uh, a wet vagina because yeah. you want it to be dry so bad you're probably uh <laughs> constricting your like ab muscles your stomach Ooh. muscles while you're having sex to try to like force out the cum and right. that's like making things <laughs> oh bubble so when oh you God. do come, you're just broken and you're like alright I'm going to go
1: can tear you imagine
2: my a tiny med asshole <laughs> listening to this a <laughs> uh, yes. med student like third second year yeah. because, like,
1: <laughs> I would I would love someone well, no to call doctors in Can listen. you imagine them listening? answers to this um, 1-844-COMEDY9 <laughs> <laughs> if you're a doctor and know why Andrew would be having such it bad gas it could be you know
6: when you put or if you've just watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy, we'll yeah. Take if you
1: it. or looked at a map of the <laughs> yeah. world, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: If you if you what, if, you're <laughs> if you <backpacked> Europe, <laughs> you see a
6: person standing <laughs> next to a map and you can tell the difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Call in. There's other types of maps, guys. <laughs> like... That's the show for us. This for you. For us. For everyone. This week, I didn't do a show on Thursday. Um, I wasn't in studio. It was a replay because. Um, summer travel has been terrible and for me to get to um different markets and different cities for a thursday night show at different improvs or wherever the hell i'm performing um i can't fly out in time after the radio show so i wasn't able to do a show on thursday so there's no clip from thursday but we did extra long um, segments in between for this episode so that you got a lot of content Um, Andrew is talking about starting a podcast. He needs a name for it. I know what it's going to be, dude. It's going to be Puddle Boy Time or whatever the hell.
2: Well, someone said the Puddle Podcast. Uh, Puddle Time with Andrew Collin.
1: What about the Puddlecast?
2: The Puddlecast, that's pretty good. And then, yeah, kind of like that. What
1: are you going to do on it? It's going to be a lot of me just... Okay, who cares? Um... (laughs) No one cares Honestly the People just turned off the podcast And that's why I had to interrupt so quickly Because people are like We don't want to hear what Andrew's podcast is going to be about We assume it's just going to be him dancing Dancing and farting Is that I mean we're going to have
2: all of that there um,
1: <laughs> Dancing and farting might be the name Good idea Radu
2: bad. God damn it Radu <laughs> Dancing and farting Or what about farts who knows? Whatever whatever happens, it's going to be the best podcast. It's going to take over Joe Rogan. I'll be number one. I guarantee it. You're hearing it first. I fucking guarantee in three days, Joe Rogan will be my bitch. Farting and uh, dancing, p- Puddle
1: Podcast. The dancing's going to be hard to hear on the podcast. That's the only hang-up I have. Oh, tap. tap dancing. Okay. Well, then... <laughs> What are we going to get into today in, in Houston, Andrew? I mean, it is, what is it, 10 a.m.? Um, yeah, it's really hot already. Are we going to go? We're going to work out later, probably, right? Radu really says there's a great lunch place that we won't go to. What's the lunch place, Radu? What's the What's the place that Andrew's I supposed had, to
5: go to? I had a bunch of options for him. I hadn't picked one out.
1: Okay. Andrew, what are you in the mood to eat today? Are you, you what? You will eat The thing about Andrew is I've never seen him like Investigate a place to eat He just will go wherever anyone tells him And he'll literally just walk up to a place And like grab You have no discerning taste when it comes to food no. You'll just take whatever life gives you the
2: Mushier the better Considering <laughs> I have no teeth And a weak jaw And a, and a, and a scared throat scared. I only swallow on one side The left side, strong side And <laughs> um so wherever we go, hopefully there'll be some mush. If we go to barbecue, bake.
1: Rip, okay, so eat. Andrew ate so much su- sushi last week. Like he went to the same place over and over, and then we realized that sushi is his favorite food because it's already like chewed. It's like mush, yeah, yeah, it's and soft. he can just Especially eat it. Crab. like mushy. Especially the what?
2: The imitation crab is already really chopped up. You can pretty much. It already does. It probably you have to chew to put it back together.
1: Disgusting! I, I just can't believe that you choose foods that you don't have to chew. It's so it's so sad to me. So like, what's a food that you will never eat because you're too scared to chew it?
2: A hard steak, like not like a like not a ribeye, a skirt steak. Fuck that. Ooh. But a fillet all day. That's what I say.
1: But what's your like? What's a food uh, I could airheads? Okay.
2: Uh, airheads, now laters... Um. Uh. Freaking. Uh. What's t- What's like hard jerky? Not a
1: fan unless it's really good soft jerk. Um, you know, a soft jerk is probably <laughs> what you're gonna be doing later on in your hotel room in Houston <laughs> at the Candlewood Suites. Go find him, ladies. Um. Two thirty 230, room two thirty five Candlewood Suites in the city center at Houston. Go knock on his door and leave a creepy message. I would love it. God I, Being a man Like you just don't worry About giving out Like someone could murder you But like no, Who gives a shit About murdering a man No one wants to Women We gotta worry all the time I just went to the bathroom At your Radu hooked me up With a spot on his, A radio station That is in a building He works in Is that correct All this information It doesn't matter But I went to the ba- I wanted to go to the bathroom Afterwards And there was a key For the women's room But only the women's room Not the men's room Tell me why
3: uh, because they've had a history of uh, problems with creeps.
1: That's what they told Radu. And so Radu said what? I
2: was like, well, wh- uh, why did you guys um, not get rid of the creeps? And they were like, without, we just have to get rid of everybody. So it's just more efficient to
1: put the. in. <laughs> <One laughs> Let's one put a lock body. on the <laughs> door because the creeps, oh, this guy has a flat tire ahead of us. Oh, that oh, sucks. That's real bad. Poor guy. Poor unmarked white van. Um, guys, we gotta go uh drive past this car that we're not gonna help in any way. And um and I'm gonna be in Houston all weekend, and I hope that you enjoyed the podcast this week. It was a wild one. It was from the road. A lot of it you just saw it, different segments in the road experience. And um we'll see you back here next week for the next episode of the U Up Podcast, a squirt squirt. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast.